You're listening to the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit, brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit. My name is Jack Thatcher and I'm once again joined by the gorgeous Bryony Kennedy, from which all this is possible. Oh, I'll take that after another 3am start. I'm, I'm starting to uh, get into a regular pattern, being up with the sparrows. That's good. Well, you're already warmed up by the time <sighs> we get going at least. Yes. Um, but we are going to continue our chat um, on fashion, all things fashion, with a beautiful guest that we've got in with us today, Brioni Croft, who's giving us her time and her knowledge on all things fashion. And um, today we're going to be talking about sustainable fashion with Brioni. So I'm going to hand it over to Brioni. I know. What a <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> it's a hey. bit. It's a tongue twister to um, have a chat with Brioni about sustainable fashion. Brioni, before we get into our little sesh, you'll be happy to know that uh, Jack cleared out her wardrobe, did a bit of uh, bit of cleansing, and she did a bit of darning on the weekend. She <laughs> was sewing buttons onto jackets she some never darning. knew. She did some darning, and I said, "Wow!" I said, "Pet," I said, "Love, look at you go using <laughs> your fashion that you've got, or your style, or your pieces in there." And I've even got my—is it Christopher Cronus? That mm-hmm. that fashion label Mm -hmm. from God knows how many millenniums ago. We don't don't need to mention how long ago. Okay, yes, that's right. (laughs) It's why I'm showing my age. Um, But, yes, I've got those pants on, so it's quite pertinent that you're in today talking about all of this. Um, One of my passions, everybody knows, is sustainability and waste. So thank you for coming on to this episode to discuss all things fast fashion. And I think what would be great today is to delve into how we can be purchasing more responsibly, Mm -hmm. but I think looking at what we've got initially in our own wardrobes Mm -hmm. and getting in line with that whole circular fashion, which we're quite circular beauty here. So anything that we can do to keep pieces in the loop a lot longer um, and I think work with what you've got. So I guess starting with your background Brioni, mm-hmm. you are an image and branding specialist. Specialist, yes. yes, yes, yes. And so, of course, you're looking at your clients and assisting them with not only their brand mm-hmm. and and the image that they're trying to project, but what I'd love to know, and I know a lot of our followers are really, really interested in making do with what they've got. And one of the things that I like to do when I'm trying to reinvigorate a piece of clothing is try to add different accessories. So I'd love your feedback around how people can maybe, like Jack, have a clean out, get rid of the stuff that isn't suiting their brand, keep some core pieces, what would they be? And how can they feel like they are maybe not going with the fashion, but feeling a little on trend with maybe some things they've had for a long time so that they're not contributing to more waste. Because I think, what is it? It's like 10% you were saying of the world's carbon emissions. Yeah, it's atrocious. Yeah. And like what, 500,000 tonnes of textiles being Mm -hmm. discarded into landfill. And a lot of those textiles uh, don't break down either. Absolutely. Polyester is... Yeah, devastating. It just never breaks down. It's devastating. And I can understand from, you know, a vegan perspective that, you know, a lot of the the leathers and things like that, it goes 
goes against what they would like to be wearing. But it's it's a fine line between, um, you know, cottons and some of these fabrics that require a lot of water, mm-hmm. a lot of land to produce and to, to have um, and, you know, as opposed to like understand some of these cheaper textiles mm-hmm. to produce but then we're stuck with them for a lot longer and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get rid of them. So for me I'm really passionate about finding ways that we can still look good and feel good mm-hmm. with as minimal impact as possible without walking around naked because that would be the, the most sustainable fashion, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would, but we, we might get Old, we but. could get cold and we probably get a bit sick looking at each other too. So apart from being naked, what else can we do? I told you it was going to go off on a tangent, girls. What more can we do or what, what less can we do yeah. with our fashion? So this episode I'm going to really focus on what is the end part of my service, which is focusing on the clothing. It is focusing on the physical part of the wardrobe. Mm. So, okay. There is a lot we can do. First and foremost, what I am going to say is don't put don't put too much pressure on yourself. You can only get better. Yes. Right? With with understanding because there are so many fabric types and there are so many materials. You can only take smaller steps to understand the process of how these materials are being made. Yes. Uh, rather than putting yourself on so much under so much pressure to make the right decisions all the time. I agree. It's it's all the small collectives that make a big difference. You don't have to change the world, just Absolutely. do a little thing. Absolutely. So Let's talk about your wardrobe, Bryony. <laughs> you see my you. wardrobe. Oh God! I just, I'm still, I'm still wondering what you were talking about with the way I'm hanging my clothes up with my hangers. That was another. I've got, I've got notes here. I want to know how I'm supposed to store my clothes because I got into trouble. Well, this is this is actually a good point because if you've got a wardrobe and you can't actually see your clothing, mm. you're actually not using your wardrobe to its full potential, which yes, means you're tip. probably going out and purchasing new things that you've actually already got in your wardrobe. Yes, good one. Yep. So that's tip number one. So first things first, you so need no, to do... So no drawers. We want all things hung up. Look, I know that sometimes that would be preferable. Mm. Um, I know sometimes that's just not possible with with wardrobe size. Mm. That would be the ideal. But um, look, if you can, it the way you choose to fold things, for example, in your drawers, rather than stacking them on top of each other, instead roll them and put them back to back yeah, against idea. each other. So you're actually seeing the colours and you're, you're reminding mm. yourselves of, of the pieces that yes. you have in the wardrobe. My little challenge is, Briny. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I don't like being told what to do. A little... <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest for the listeners as well, listeners as well, everything in your wardrobe, flip, flip it all around. Anything that's hanging, flip it around so it's hanging the opposite way on your hanging rack. Yeah. And when you wear it, flip it around the right way. Okay. So you're... So what's the wrong way? So just the opposite way. So when when you hang a... When you hang what? A Is this new to you, Jack? I'm like, what the right and wrong... <laughs> I think I'm just going to butt in here. I think what Brioni's saying is so when you're wearing it, it the hook yeah. goes over oh, the bar. Yeah, the hook. Okay. Like when you like it goes on from yes. the front to back. Okay. Yes. But then when you're wearing it, right. you turn the hanger around so the hook's coming towards okay. over the bar. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Right. Or vice versa. Just You're welcome. Just <laughs> thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. We just had a little a little moment. A little moment. <laughs> so right. once so what that's telling us is uh two things. Number one, uh 
if you've actually got pieces in there that you're not wearing, why aren't you wearing it? Yeah, okay. Is it because you've forgotten about them but they're still in good quality or is it because it actually doesn't suit your personal style anymore and it's actually hmm. a piece that you could send off to, to get recycled or... Yeah, um, good tip. So that's where I would start with that. That's going to make sure uh, within a three to six month period, anything that is still hanging the wrong way, meaning mm. you haven't worn it, I would be looking at them and asking some pretty serious questions of why it's even hanging in your wardrobe. Yeah, okay. Yep. That's that. what I do with my clients, except we don't do the hanging of things. I'm just brutal with my clients' mm-hmm. wardrobes and saying, well, why why aren't you wearing it? Because you, I think, too, you would be almost... Uh, stuck with the decision, like because there's so much in your wardrobe too Absolutely. that you might have that, I don't know, decision fatigue or you might just not be able to make a decision because there's just too much looking at you as well. Or but maybe I might wear it to this or maybe mm-hmm. I might wear it to that. If it's a maybe, it shouldn't be in your wardrobe. Yeah, I agree. It just shouldn't be in your wardrobe. There's a reason why you're not wearing it. So that would be my first tip as far as creating a wardrobe that uh, works for you and you, you're then able to see a consistency with the styles of pieces that you can then refresh and give a new life to. Mm. So the next step is uh, based on the pieces that you have in there, do you have any gaps that need to be filled? So, for example, like you mentioned earlier, is there a lack of accessories that actually if you were to add a silk scarf to that look, is Mm. that going to completely change the look? And how many different ways can you actually style that silk scarf with the many outfits that you have to to give your wardrobe and your image a new leaf? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good place to start with uh, creating that circular wardrobe for yourself. Um, And then... What I would say also, if pieces are starting to look really tired or you're sick of them or uh, for whatever reason they just don't have a place in your wardrobe, look for brands that will actually um, reuse the fabrics and reuse Mm. or break down the materials to be made into something else because there's some amazing organisations out there. So one that pops to the to the front of my mind is a business called Apparel. Mm, so them, yes. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you can basically get a box of things and they'll pick it up from your house and they will literally go through every garment mm. and if it's if it's um, appropriate to send to a charity to resell then they will do that mm. otherwise they will literally break down the fabric to be able to be mm. recycled into something else made into something else. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah and that. I would and I on that I actually would say um, at the moment a lot of op shops are um, inundated with clothing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think people think they're doing the right thing, yep. giving it to the op shops. Yes, but sometimes But then what are they doing with the stuff that doesn't... Exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's often getting sent overseas and then that's becoming part of the landfill problem mm. that, that the fashion industry is contributing to. So um, I really would invest in having a look at a few different companies that you can send your clothing to. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of those, is that a free service that you can just send your items to I other than sending it there or? I think it's a very small fee for them to come and pick it up. Yeah. So they're really jumping on the convenience side of it as well. Which is you've got to spend petrol to drop it off to exactly wherever. Right. So it's the same sort of thing. Exactly right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I, I, for me, whenever someone has mentioned to me, oh, look, I'd love to be able to update my wardrobe and they, they might say to me, oh, you're always wearing bright colours and this and that. I'm like, yeah, but what I try and do is incorporate a lot of accessories to try and make things look different as well. I know I've got personally, as you've seen, I've got quite a decent size wardrobe, but a lot of what I've got I've bought a long time ago because yes. I'm very 
clear on what I like. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, it, it, I think it's more of a style than I don't buy things based on fashion. But what I will do is buy accessories. So I love brooches, mm-hmm. you know, bangles, or even just to change the look of a jacket, I might sort of roll up the sleeves of the mm-hmm. jackets. You can see more of the shirt yep. um, and or, or bigger earrings. I think that sometimes if you just um, invest in a few cute accessories, then you can definitely make something look like a totally different outfit. Absolutely. One thing I will say is um, your wardrobe is full of colour. When you do have a wardrobe that is full of colour, you often need to have a few more pieces mm. to make it work. Yes. Because yes. colour blocking can be quite difficult to do when, mm. you're, when you're dealing with vibrant colours and patterns. Yes. And that is probably one of the reasons, without you probably even knowing, why you have slightly more than the average wardrobe, yes. I would say. So if you are really wanting to be smart about um, a circular wardrobe for yourself, really invest in those neutral pieces. So, for example... Um, um, I would say spend a little bit more money on, for example, a camel coat or a trench coat yeah. where you are literally going to have that for five to ten years. Mm. Those never go out of fashion. So just be conscious of the pieces that you are spending more money on that you're likely to get more wear out of. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, browsing is a, is an issue for people. Oh, like yeah. I think that you can mindlessly just be adding clothes because it's on sale or it's or, or like, oh, I don't know, I can have another colour of this sort. So I think the browsing can end up contributing to not only a loss of money on your behalf mm. or spending money that you don't need to, but you're then mindlessly just adding things. And I think it's that mindlessness mm. that not only then do you buy something you don't know whether one, you needed it, or yeah. two, does it even work with what you've already got? So I know you talk a lot about getting very clear of what's in your wardrobe and what are the gaps. Yeah. And I think then even if – would you ever recommend people maybe writing down oh, what the gaps are? Definitely. So, yeah. I have a list on my phone. For my yeah, personal okay. wardrobe, I have a list on my phone knowing the pieces that are getting pretty tired and then I'll probably retire from my wardrobe mm. pretty soon. I have that list on my phone okay. at all times. Yeah. And so then if a piece pops up, like whether you're at a shop and you're like, oh, yeah, I needed a white mm-hmm. shirt, yes, that's I'm mm-hmm. happy to get that. Yep, yep, yeah. absolutely. It's like meal plans. Then you don't deviate off getting a Cadbury block and, you know, donuts and stuff because you're starving as you're shopping. I know, don't you look at me, Jackie, you wouldn't even dare look at that stuff. But I would. <laughs> I'd be adding it all to the trolley. And uh, and I think that's what it would be, wouldn't it? It's yeah. like meal plans. Absolutely. It makes sense. Absolutely. I love that. And also um, the fashion industry, especially in Australia, we are um, we're educated to wait for a sale. Yeah. Mm. And if you walk into one of the major department stores, you can't walk through there without seeing sale racks of buy one, get one free. Yeah. That kind of thing, that temptation side of things. But really that is us getting sucked into the marketing Mm. of the fashion industry where we are contributing to potentially this stat of being... It's just, it's overconsumption. It's overconsumption. Yeah. yeah. It's overconsumption. Because people are worried about, and I find it quite interesting, and I have to say when I was a lot younger, I probably fell into this trap a little bit, but definitely snapped out of it now. And and that is that people are worried about others seeing them in the same thing, Mm. especially at an event. And it's like, do you honestly think that people pay that much attention to you? Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. They really don't. So you know, Social media has a lot to answer for in this yeah, too. Yes, yes. People don't want to be seen in the same outfit when they're talking on camera or on their stories mm. for Instagram. That's become a real a real 
a real problem too, especially I would say for the younger generation yeah. coming through and yeah. who they're watching as influencers. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And I think that, look, if that's your, if that's your I suppose, genre of work, I, I can understand yeah. that. But yeah. I think that it's also something to be proud of if you have had a piece of clothing for a certain amount of time mm. as well um, and just know that most people are not sort of paying that much attention to you. That if you are wearing yeah. a dress to two weddings, people are not um, too concerned. But there's, there's definitely an uptake now of um, more businesses that you can rent from. Definitely. Um, and look, and I have to say I've rented a couple of dresses before COVID and I thought that was an amazing idea. Um, and one of uh, one of the amazing team here was telling me on a, a recent Adorn trip that she has a membership with a company, and I can't think of their name. I but anyway, she, I think I know who you're talking about, Glam Corner? Yes. And yeah. it's a, you can Pays pick, a monthly yes, fee. and you get four to five items yeah. per month. So yeah. it's not just about, like, event wear, yep. now you can get your corporate or your casual stuff. Yep. And then, of course, they sell it if it, if, you know, it gets to its end life. But I thought, how amazing is that? Because yeah. if you are only really sort of using things a few times or you can't get your head around yep. not, um, you know, you, you want to be in fresh things all the time, I thought that's a really great way. Yeah of helping the environment. Absolutely. And there's also another business that um, essentially for a brand, uh, they have they have some, some additional stock at the end of each season that mm. technically is going to go out of fashion. But as we mentioned in the first episode, um, as long as you're not shopping for fashion and you're shopping for style, it doesn't really matter what yeah. season the clothing is coming great. from. And there's a great business called The Archive place that uh, essentially is taking old season stock from direct from brand, so it's brand new stock, selling it for a fraction of the price and it's making sure that that clothing from these brands is not being sent over to landfill. That's amazing. So yeah. there's those kind of options as well, as well as, for example, Aerobe. Have you heard of Aerobe? No. So Aerobe is um, a lot of the, the bigger companies, like the Iconic use it. Uh, essentially, when you purchase something from the Iconic, for example, you select Aerobe and it saves all the details of the piece of clothing that you've purchased. So okay. when you want to resell it, it goes onto a secondhand platform mm. so you can jump on and, and purchase it secondhand rather than purchasing it new. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because one of the things that I think, and I'm, I'm glad to hear from what you've mentioned, that there are some brands now that are actually giving their clothes to uh, these entities that, party, do, yeah, yeah. that do something with it because, you know, I guess some of these more designer brands, um, it'd be nice to see. Um, I can understand from a business perspective why they don't um, because I guess there, there could be that shift in devaluing their brand. Yes, yeah. But, you know, it is these higher-level designer brands that just do not engage yes. in this at all and they do throw out their end, end of line or what's not in fashion. And it's it's really quite sad to see mm. that, that they still contribute to this yeah. um, and it'd be great to see them definitely coming on board yes um, I, and I understand some of these higher higher level of fashion brand or these designer you might have them a bit longer because yes. you, there's maybe a bit more that's gone into them you've mm -hmm. spent more money so I understand that but there's there's still that accountability of what they've got left that doesn't sell that they don't like to do any of this responsible stuff with which I find irks yes. me a little bit well the archive place that I just mentioned they actually are working with local brands they're all Australian brands mm. um, and they the Australian brands that they're working with are trying to stop this concept of of um, the sale training that we've all got to learn. Yeah. So they often don't go on sale, the brands that, that the archive place um, 
stock. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is also really a very good shift in the yeah. Australian economy for fashion. Yeah, it stops that impulse buying. Absolutely. Like you said, that browsing and that impulse buying. And it also means that brands, from a business perspective, brands can actually forecast um, smaller ranges mm. that are going to sell rather than this whole concept of fast fashion that we can thank, you know, Zara, H&M mm. and the, the likes of those brands that have trained us to think that we can get any kind of designer for a fraction of the price at any time. And it lasts a fraction of the time. The time, time. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not, and, and one of the things that annoys me is that um, not just, you know, the fact that I think if you quantify, and, and my mum makes me laugh because she will look at a piece of clothing and she will work out, okay, if I'm going to spend $200 on this dress, she'll work out how many times she knows she's going to wear, wear it. <laughs> yeah, price per wear. Is price that per a wear. thing? It's a, it's a thing. Like, okay, it's price a thing. Wear. Right. So she, so I always fa- found that quite fascinating. Um, and so if you if you take took that and looked at some of these fast fashion uh, products that you might be buying and you're looking at how many wears you might get out of it, mm. it's really not that cheap in the at the end mm. anyway because you're not getting much out of it as opposed to maybe if you saved that money a bit towards more higher. of a, a higher brand. And I, and I have seen that there's been some stats around a movement towards more um, prestige or luxury brands. There's been, a, even with the economy the way it is at the moment, there has been more of an uptake um, mm. in luxury brands. And I'm, I'm hoping that these people can afford it um, yeah. and they're not just doing it for the image. But I'm hoping what the reason for that is is that they're seeing that there is that benefit of holding back on some of these other yep. fast fashion items and then putting their money towards something that's going to last a lot longer. Completely agree. And there's definitely been a shift in in the way that people are thinking about clothing, mm. for sure, mm. without a doubt. I think the, the Gen Zs that are coming through, yeah. um, ethical clothing and what we're doing to our environment is actually the key driver. Yes. So... From my industry being the fashion industry, brands that are not keeping up with that and not doing something to partner with companies who are affecting Mm. um, or trying to change these stats on the fashion industry are going to be left behind. Yeah, absolutely. They really are. It's just for our age group. uh, I think there's still a lot of education that that needs to be shared. And I think that's... If there's anything that's to be taken away from today's chat, I think if you know some of these stats, share them. Mm, the mm. fashion industry seems to get away with a lot. Yeah, yeah. And if you know these stats and you can help people understand them to make better choices, and it, like we said, you don't have to change everything straight away, but if you can just make a small little change, it's actually going to have a huge impact in the long run. Yeah, look, definitely. And I think there's always that balance, isn't there, for businesses. It's that, um, you know, and I know when I started Adorn, it was, you, you know, you need to be profitable um, mm. to, to stay in business. Let's not, you know, there's there's no way around that. Um, and I guess with a, a consumable p- product like makeup, then, you know, there is that, you know, co- constant ongoing purchase. But, mm. um, you know, everyone's in business to make money at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and so where is that balance, I suppose, for some of these brands that, you know, they, they do have that constant, uh, like, new collections and things like that. I, mm. I get from a business point of view. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, how do they balance that off with 
their footprint, um, how do they balance that off and, and provide, I guess, an end-to-end solution like Adorn does with the refills and then not only keeping our packaging in the environment or in the consumer's hands a lot longer, but then when it can't be or for hygiene reasons can't be refilled, we take that back and we take responsibility for recycling those things. Yeah. So I think you can be profitable yep. but have some purpose behind what you're doing and, and provide that whole, that yeah, that circular wardrobe absolutely. or that end-to-end solution. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A, a brand called Nobody Denim in based in Melbourne, they actually do have recycled denim. So mm. it, th- there's a collection. It's not all of their jeans from my understanding. I could be wrong on that, so don't hold yeah. me to it. But there's certainly um, a capsule part of their collection that is always 100% made mm. from recycled materials, which is which is amazing. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. absolutely. And every brand, I think, in the future needs to have at least start with those capsule wardrobes while we, we move our way forward with mm. how we construct our clothes. Yeah, okay, mm. perfect. Well, mm. look, before we finish, I just want a really quick, because it's still annoying me that you didn't like how I was keeping my clothes, <laughs> um, and, I'm, and, and I've got these beautiful... <laughs> gold hangers for my clothes. Everything's all colour-coded. So what can we do just in a few little tips to maintain the life of our clothes with the way we're storing them? I get we more we can hang up so we can visually see them, and I'm a big fan of that. I need to see things. because yep. Except for your knits. Don't hang your knits. Is that what you're getting mad at me for? No, I was getting mad at you for the type of hangers that you had. Oh. I know they look beautiful, but they're horribly impractical for your clothes. Oh, why? Why? <laughs> because they've got a sharp edge. Yes. So anything that has a sharp edge on the, um, I say that as I'm rubbing yeah, my shoulder, you do get and you the can't, little imprinting bit, don't you? Get you? the imprint. So you're stretching the fibres, which will never stretch back. So oh. the 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 life of that piece of clothing is much shorter because of the way you're choosing to store it. What if I fold them in half and don't and like on the bottom bit of the hanger, I'll just flip them over that. And you're not going to see it. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I, I, spent, I was so excited when I found my gold hangers, listeners. What the? Now they're, I've got to... They're beautiful hangers. They look beautiful. Maybe I'm going to have to but get But there's some... beautiful hangers that are also functional. So what, they have like felty stuff on yeah, the, the edges felt or one, something? I think if you've got a smaller wardrobe, the felt ward, the felt hangers are the best option because mm. they've got a softer edge. Uh, if you've got a larger wardrobe, the wooden hangers are good, but they, they take they up take a, a yeah. lot of space. Yeah, and then you can't have as many clothes. Yeah. The other thing I would suggest in your drawers, buy the little sections. Oh, yes. They're a really great yes. way just to keep everything organised. The amount of wardrobes I go into, um, the last two bottom drawers, which, you know, might be the athleisure drawers or, um, mm. you know, the basics drawers, and there's just stuff thrown in there. Yeah. It's You just need to have a system. Mm. As with everything, to keep organised, just have Agreed. a system. Yeah. Have abs- a system. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed that. I love talking all things sustainability, circular wardrobe, circular beauty, circular everything. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to hear from our listeners what they maybe do to keep their clothes not on gold hangers, um, <laughs> keep their clothes in their wardrobe for a lot longer and what maybe sustainability tips that they have. So thank you so much for joining us, Brioni. But before we go, where can our listeners find you? So best place to find me I think is probably on Instagram. There's lots of content up there that I think um, a lot of your listeners will get quite a bit yes. out of. Um, so Insta, obviously my website, which is briononicroft.com.au. Um, and LinkedIn. 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 Yes, LinkedIn. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thanks I've so loved much. it. Yeah, Thank me you. too. 
You've been listening to the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit, brought to you by Dawn Cosmetics. Luxury without the guilt.